Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Country, England. Gun, shot. Agent, provocateur. Murder, employment. Skyfall. Skyfall, done. And welcome to SmashPod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. This week we'll be trying to think on our sins, think about retirement planning, contemplate backing up our hard drives, and think about leaving our M at home. Yes, it's Skyfall. And joining me to eat some rats in a barrel is comedian and writer Tom Neenan. Hello, Tom. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. And then what do you do? You don't let the you don't kill the rats. No, nope. because uh, you let them you let them run. You let the last two rats run free because now they like eating rat. Yes, um, which I think is spurious logic. <laughs> well, there's something about Silver that he's meant to be this genius, but he seems really fucking stupid. Yes, <laughs> he um he he has one goal goal in this whole thing, and that is to off Judy Dench, hmm. and he goes about it in the most complicated way possible, given she is basically just a, a woman who is frequently out in public. Also, just bide your time, mate. She hasn't got long left. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. You're really, you're, you're really expending a lot of energy and money to, uh, to achieve what time will eventually do for you. Yeah. Just enjoy your money. Enjoy your little island. And in 15 years' time, just send a really nasty bunch of flowers to a funeral. <laughs> you know, one saying slag or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one the of those, victory will be yours. Yeah, one of those huge d- displays where it spells out words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it, I mean, the that's the weird thing. We'll, we'll obviously go, go through this systematically, but yeah. for Silver both needs to be his foresight is incredible for some of these things, like beyond mm. I think what's humanly possible. Yeah, in terms of planning, and then some of it is just absolutely baffling. Um, I don't know how he could have known that Judy Dench would have been doing a, uh, a be at a hearing um, no. when she was and where she was at that time. It would make more sense if he had a mole, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe it's Rory Kinnear. Or Penfold. <laughs> no, he wasn't a mole, he was a hamster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it would, that would have made more sense. Also would have given Rory Kinnear something to do, because mm. he, I mean, he's good, but he doesn't, he, I always think he's going to emerge and be something, and then he, he's not. He just sort of sits there and works on a computer sometimes. No, that's right. Yeah, he just has to look sort of disapprovingly when M does something rash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that wasn't very good. Yeah. See you next time, folks. <laughs> he skips to the bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off to his next scene. Well, yeah, you know, he'll say, my dad wanted to name me after him, but accidentally left an R in there. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to stick with it. And he's sort of in, I mean, his dad, obviously, is Roy Kinnear, yeah. um, who I only really know through uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, which is sort of is the, the same setup as uh, as uh, MI6 in this, right? Because he's in his little like office at the top, <laughs> and at any point you think he's going to throw the door open and say the first person to what is it? The first person to get a golden ticket gets a one pound bonus in their pay packet. All right, now Silver, how much for one of them computers? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but this starts off because it's um, Sam Mendes' first Bond film, mm. so I think he made a good decision here in bringing in. Um, uh, Roger Deakins. Oh my goodness! I've 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 got Deakins' name is all over my notes. It's mm. absolutely astonishing, isn't it? Yeah, there's some absolutely stunning stuff in here. And rather than do a gun barrel at the beginning, mm-hmm. which, which I would have liked, <laughs> they decided to do a kind of Deakins porn thing where you've got this little beautiful close up of a, just an eye. Mm. And he wanders into it, and it's quite nice. But I'd rather have a gun barrel, to be honest. But... <laughs> <clears throat> I know you mean, I, I, you've got that sting. They just do that that sting very early on, yeah. and that very elegant touch, I think, because immediately you're in there. Mm. Um, it really does. It's what is it in media res? We start, and it's all it's all going off as you want with a Bond film. Yes, he's he's there to to get uh, to, to help his friend Ronson, who's dying. Ronson, I'm obsessed with. Mm. He gets mentioned twice after um, after this. Once when we're told he's dead, and mm. once when they say you're going to avenge Ronson. Mm. But um, but he's never. That's it. That's his only job. He's had a rotten old time of it. I was hoping it was Mark Ronson. <laughs> when Bond walks in, there could have been some trumpets and some drums, and they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, it's, I suppose <clears throat> uh, Bond is quite brassy. This mm. they'll be really in his wheelhouse. Mm. It's, it's Winehouse, if you will. Very nice. Thanks. Very nice. Um, but yeah, Ronson's dying. Uh, the room's full of dead bodies. And the yeah. um, and M's sister, Bond, have, is is the laptop secure or something? Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's got some stuff from there she doesn't want anyone to see. And uh, it's gone. It's completely it's gone. gone. Well, the, the hard drive's been stolen. Yeah. Um, which is really careless. Like, I don't know what was happening before before all this kicked off, but... Are we to assume that there was just this top secret list just in a laptop in a in somewhere where apparently there are no locks on any of the doors? Yeah, they're in Turkey, but you're supposed to leave them in tapas bars. I thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the uh, it's the Turkey equivalent of um of in the back of the cab, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, after saying to M, "Shall I help Ronson because he's clearly dying?" Yeah. She says, "No, go after the uh, what does she call it? The asset." The asset. Yeah. 
Uh, so, so then we, uh, he's immediately picked up by a mysterious lady who Eve. we don't know the name Eve. of yet. Eve. Eve. Now, you know Bond better than me. Do mm. we know Manny Penny, the previous Money Penny's first name? No. Right. Okay. So that, so that isn't a hint or anything. That's not like, mm. oh, we know who this is going to be. It may well be in the books, but film-wise, they have never said her first name because they've never had to because she's always yeah. sitting behind a desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I come and go. Ah. <laughs> oh, we spoiled it now, but that is Money Penny, everyone. And he's sorry. I'm so sorry. That's, that's all right. That's all right. Everyone. Also, says... Mallory becomes M because because oh. his name's Mallory. Isn't that? I I remember reading somewhere that the reason yeah. the real M was called M was his initials. Right. I believe, and I think that's a tradition that's stuck. Interesting. Okay, but is that? I thought then later. Sorry, skipping all over the place. <laughs> later, Silver says Emma. Yeah. So is that why she's called M? Or is she Emma something? <clears throat> well, they've alluded to it before because in Casino Royale, when he breaks into her flat, mm. he says, I always thought M was a code name. I didn't realise it was. And then she says, if you say another word, I'll have you killed. Ah, so, I'm guessing, so there you yeah. go. Yeah. Interesting. She's called Emma. Mm. Uh, so we're back in Turkey, did you say? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're about, they, then we start the first car chase. Yeah. It's got everything you want from a Bond car chase, right? They go through a market. Yeah. There's spices going everywhere. Yeah, he's, he's trying to teach her how to drive by taking the wheel off of her. Oh, that is... That's that's mansplaining right there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I felt I felt a bit uncomfortable about that. Yeah, when he uses it to ram the other car, and I was like, she knows what she's doing. Leave her alone. You get the impression that was the bit where Clarkson stood up in the cinema and went, yes, James! <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of James Bond I love. Um, <laughs> of course. This, he basically would have, and then he, he must have absolutely loved it when uh, when Bond uh, just shot a woman as well. I bet I bet, yes. <laughs> bet Clarkson was uh, yeah. was yes! screaming at that point. Please, um, so my then they... kind of Bond film: <laughs> <laughs> kill a woman and then do a quick. That's what I want. He sees to thump someone when he doesn't get his steak. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean, like that. But the, what, the thing that you have to sort of factor into Bond is that I think everything that I love about this Bond film, yeah, Clarkson's going to be absolutely loving as well. Absolutely. Oh dear. Well then, so but then we have a motorbike chase. Yeah. Um, which is in terms of there's, there's three elements of this where I think that they're, I don't know if they're let down by the CGI. Cause I know that a lot of times CGI artists say, actually we do our level best and it's not to do with us. Yeah. Um, but there are, there are like three dodgy bits of CGI. One of them I think is, bond on top of the grand bazaar mm-hmm. when you sort of it just it's sort of a floating head isn't it you've kind yes. of got um yeah which i'm not sure is 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 the strongest shot in the whole film yeah they do the face replacement don't they but you're right it looks odd yes um and then they 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 smash into the bazaar love that bit mm. um and then they they go to the bridge because uh, uh i can't remember what the guy's called that he's chasing um, no, me neither. Uh, it's, it's the guy, I, I remember he killed Ronson. Yeah. And I'm furious about that, because oh. I want Ronson to be avenged. Let's just say that we were so upset about Ronson, we forgot to write his name down, but... <laughs> he gets on top of a train. Yes. And Bond does this great stunt, which is brilliant, where he mm-hmm. goes over the bridge and lands on top. Really good. Yeah. Uh, continuity error, for those who want to... Which is that uh, on one side of the bridge, the um, motorbike stays uh, on the bridge, and then in the next shot, it's spinning next to Bond. But, uh, but I don't mind that. You're too wrapped up in the action to really care, I think. It might have been his spare bike. That is true. <laughs> he was keeping in the bike. Yes, just yeah. in case. I mean, yeah. he's smart. You've got, you've got to be cautious. Mm. Um, 
And then, so now we're on the train. Mm-hmm. And this is probably one of the most iconic bits from Skyfall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they're fighting. And then Bond finds himself uh, on the... I'm not quite sure what that, that, that carriage is meant to be doing. The car carriage? No. I think it's most it's full of product placements. Yeah, that's where they earn all of the all of the money for the rest of the film. We must get this train to Istanbul. We have product placements to fulfil. <laughs> so yeah, so is it VW Beetles that he, yeah. he boots off of it? Which is what um, Eve says. Mom, uh, sorry, mom. He's uh, what? Uh, M says, "What's going on?" And then she goes, "Oh, it's just VW Beetles." It's like nice. Yes. Good advert. That, I bet they're really happy with that. I bet they, the what, whatever it was, five hundred grand they gave them, uh, just to sort of be dismissive about their busted cars, was uh, was well spent. By the way, you've just reminded me. Did you know? Um, in there was a bit where in in Knives Out, where mm. Ryan Johnson did this like um, breakdown on the internet of the. I think they call it like the anatomy of a scene or something. Oh, nice! And he let slip that Apple will only let iPhones be used by good guys. Uh, um, with, uh, I'm not sure how uh, how far I can go into this, but I have on good authority from someone else who's who's uh, worked with Apple that yes, um, and and they they get a bit funny about their iPhones being destroyed as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they get which which I don't know seems strange because then you can never have <laughs> surely in no Apple film can you ever have a character who uses an iPhone who then turns out to be evil. Yeah, so that sort of eliminates the possibility of a twist. Apart from the Steve Jobs film. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, so they're having the fight on top of the train. Yeah. And uh, there's this fantastic bit, actually, where Bond gets into a digger. This is where he gets rid of the VW Beetles because he has to turn the digger around. Yes. He gets shot. Yeah, Bond has the great idea of when he's being shot at to think, I'm going to sit in a metal box. <laughs> With a glass front. With a glass front yeah. that um, that is uh, not bulletproof, and I I can't move very far, mm. which is brave. Yeah, it is brave, <laughs> and it works in his favour because he uses it uh, when you talk about iconic shots. He uses it to rip the he uses it to dig into the carriage in front. Yes. Meanwhile, the baddie shoots the coupling. Yeah. So you've got this great race against time for him to run up the arm of the crane and down. Uh huh. And just as he lands, the back of the train rips out. And he Brilliant. does that wonderful adjusting his cufflinks. He shoots his cuffs like an awesome guy, like a guy who's, yeah, who's mm. just boarded a train which apparently is made of tinfoil. Tinfoil, yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. Like, you shouldn't, a digger, surely that would just, like, you shouldn't be able to tear the back off a train. No. Um, no. Yeah, that concerned me. I was like, I think that there's a slight, slight um, British, there's a slight imperialist vein in a lot of these where it's like, if it's in a foreign country, their stuff is just more breakable for some reason. Yeah, yeah, because they're not as good as us. Yeah, yeah. Cause, <laughs> so because so later on, all... he's riding a tube chain, and he can't get in because it's so well made. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to uh, he needs to rely on the, uh, the the good British working you know train driver to let him in, and then he has a little quip. But uh, yeah, no, any anything else basically is just uh, uh, wet tissue paper yeah. for for Bond. Because there's a film that before this in Quantum of Solace, there's a bit where Felix. And David Harbour, who's now well, very famous and wasn't then, mm. are talking about how I think they're in a South American country. I can't remember where. Yeah. And they have this big bit about how you can't drink the water because it gives you the shits. Oh, really? So there's a xenophobic <laughs> strain the running through all the way through Craig's films. Yes. I think they're sponsored by the BNP. <laughs> Those are the oh, words of Tom like... Neenan there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
um, it was, um, yeah, yeah uh, there's a lot of Union Jacks. As a, well, but Union mm. Jack becomes a sort of a signifier throughout this, doesn't it? The, yes. uh, the old British bulldog. Yeah. But we're not there yet. No, no, no. So he gets, out, he gets back on top of the train. They have that fight. Yeah. And, uh, and meanwhile, Eve is chasing after them in a Land Rover. Love it. She gets to the crest of a hill where she can't go any further because there's no f- more road. Famously, Land Rovers um, completely reliant on road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like there's a bit of shrubbery, isn't that the sort of what, what draws her to a close there? It's yes. like, I can't go any further. Yeah. You're like, I, th- I think you give it a try, I'd say. Yeah. And also, the train's about to go into a tunnel. Oof. And tunnels, as you know, don't end ever. Yeah, so <laughs> that's just to, gone forever. Had to stop. Yeah. Um, so she's got one shot that she can take before the train's gone. And Bond's almost getting his hands on the hard drive, which is around the baddie's neck. Yeah, he's almost got it. Almost. I, I, I only spotted that rewatching it uh, this time. Mm. I was like, oh, it's so close. Mm. But um, yeah, no, he's, he, he can't get it. And meanwhile, this entire time, M is talking like, she's talking into Eve's earpiece like she's trying to help her with her internet. <laughs> like when your, your mum rings. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, it is it a green light? Like, is it flashing green or is it like a solid green? I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> are, are you sitting in front of the computer? No. Do I have to be? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. Um, and then uh, Eve says to her, you know, I've only got one shot. Shall I take Ooh. it? Uh, but I might hit Bond. And then M says, take the bloody shot. And That's bang. Boom. And he goes flying. Yeah, luckily they're over. They're on a kind of via aqueduct. Yes. The aqueduct. Um, all he does is that's another not great bit of CGI, but it is very impressive when he just smashes into the sea. Yeah, um, very emotional. Also, terrible CGI because this giant hand comes up from the bottom of the sea, <laughs> drags him down under, and he would have drowned surely. Yeah, that character is never brought up again. No, I think it was Poseidon. <laughs> Poseidon himself Poseidon trying to himself. save Bond, played by Jimmy Tarbuck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's yeah. a full swing. And then we yeah. get Adele's song, which I think is quite good. I love this whole opening title sequence. I mm. absolutely, I think it's so classy. Yes. Um, I really adore it. There's not a lot of um, nuddy ladies. No. It's just which not, is a good choice, I think. Just a lot of, uh, uh, what's that, portentous imagery. Yes. It's sort of like an overture, isn't it, of what mm. we're going to see? Because it, it takes us through sort of, um, it's what they do as well with the Mission Impossible films, which is the opening title yeah. sequence is sort of the whole film, which is quite fun. Yeah, they sort of flash it past you really fast. Yeah. But this um, one is Daniel Kleinman back again. He did, He's done all of them since Morris Bender died, but he didn't do Quantum of Solace for some reason. Oh, right. And now he's back, and, I mean, it just shows, doesn't it, because it's so brilliantly done. He's, so he must have done the Casino Royale one as well, that yes. has all the hearts and the diamonds and stuff. Yeah. And uh, that is, I, I think that was really lovely as well. Very kaleidoscopic and really, um, yeah, really just sort of very elegant. And you're like, oh, and then you've got Adele coming in. The whole thing just, whole thing has a little ting of class about it that yeah. the 90s really didn't have. Did she win an Oscar for this? I've been saying she has. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I, I know. she's nominated. Because if she didn't and Sam Smith did for his, that's just an absolute crime. I know. Um, yeah, because it's it's sort of I, I mean, is it? The, I don't want to say it's the best Bond theme, but certainly sort of of the modern era, I think it's the strongest. Of the modern era, definitely. Um, yeah, I really like the Chris Cornell one, but um, this one mm-hmm. is definitely. I think it might be a bit better because it just sounds more Bondy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I love it. I just I think it really sets up what what we're going to get, which is um, th- there is just a, a ting of class about a lot of this, and it's all those sort of it's very textured as well. Everything in it, there's the exposed brick, and then you and then the, uh, the the blood and everything. It just feels really textured and really really cool. Also, they very helpfully put in the 
at the beginning and the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it bookends it as to say, we're going to the song and we're coming out of the song. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas quite often they have to kind of butcher these in editing and uh, the, the songs are shorten them or lengthen them or whatever. Right. But this yeah, one, yeah. They've, they thought of that. That's good. That's really so. Yeah, but there's no, there's no choice. You have to do the whole thing because it, it eases you in and it gets you out. Mm. Um, and what happens when we leave? We is she? Are we? Do we then see M do writing up Bond's obituary? Obituary, yeah. In uh, burning the midnight oil, she's sitting in the dark. Yes. Typing that uh, James Bond 007 is dead. He's a dead man. Nothing yeah. about Ronson at this stage. No. No. <laughs> it just turns out no one liked him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that can sometimes happen. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, you know, he wasn't he wasn't the most popular. He's he's buried in the back of the because she's writing this for the MI6 Gazette. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the in-house magazine. It's called something, yeah. It's called something like Spy uh, Break Break from Spying or something. Or is it? Or is it really classy? And is it like Bread Monthly? And then just someone tapping their nose so uh. no one knows it. <laughs> <laughs> so that it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> in the back of the so this would go at the back right the sort of oh dear we lost another one section yeah it was like you know roller skates for sale uh, <laughs> uh, baby shoes ever worn uh, <laughs> agent Ronson died in Istanbul yesterday yeah <laughs> uh, funeral don't know when it's going to be yeah yeah who really cares yeah and then Bond and then good news under that it'll say locker uh, uh, free you <laughs> can use his locker now very nice. And he's flat as well. They, they find out that this yeah. flat's been, been flogged. Yeah, so is Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's all available. And he's a CMG RN. I don't know what those are. CMG, so he's a commander. Right. Uh, of the Royal Navy? I guess that's what it is. I, I don't know what the G is. Commander Good of the Royal he's Navy. He's a very good commander of the Royal Navy. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And she's introduced. We're introduced to Mallory, right? Yes. Well, Mallory basically says to her, "He does that thing, which very it's very helpful in the trailer. It's like it's been two months since you lost the hard drive with all our agents' information on it." Mm. Uh, he basically says to her, "You're going to have to think about retiring." Uh, yes. And she says, "Do I have a choice?" And he's like, mm, "Not really." Yeah. Because you've done a massive cock up. <laughs> Absolutely fair enough, by the way. Mm. Like, I think, if you think about how we treat the government and stuff, there's they, they don't like accountability in this film. That's what I, I've noticed. Mm. There's a real, like, there's a, there's a real suspicion of anyone who wants to sort of ask whether what they're doing is bad or not. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, they, of course, as well, before that, I've just remembered that you got Judy Dench. Basically, this film is a lot of Judy Dench getting out of, struggling to get out of cars. Yes. Definitely. So, her Rory Kinnear, she's like, feels like I'm being summoned by the headmasters to the headmaster's office. Yeah. And uh, you think fair enough? You've put you've put like hundreds of agents' lives in danger. Yeah, and um, um, I really I I must admit when I saw that Ray Fine spoiler alert is going to be M, I was really excited. Yeah, I don't know if it's working out very well, but <laughs> what, what, what <laughs> yeah, is it, I mean he's a good big name, and I like the fact his trousers are very high. I was going to say the brace and trousers situation he's got going on is very good, isn't it? Yo, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm like this. This is the man in charge. This mm. is a real. Yeah, impressive man in charge. As you can see, I've got trousers that go up to my tits. <laughs> it's like ranks in the army. They get higher, the higher ranking you get. Mm. I'd, like, <laughs> I'd like his boss to walk in and say, sorry, I don't mean to disturb you. just wanted to see how it was going. It's like Jeffrey Palmer, but his trousers go right up to his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's talk- or he's talking through the flies. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, eventually you become so, um, you're so powerful that you're just, yeah, you're one leg of a trouser. Yeah, or you're like the end of um, Edge of Darkness where you actually turn into a pair of trousers. <laughs> <laughs> and your tea, that's when you become tea. Yes. They just refer to you as tea. Tea for trousers. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to take this higher, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> what, this problem or the trousers? The, yeah. The, the, the both, actually. Both, please. <laughs> um, and then they, so he said, she says, to hell with dignity. Yeah. I'll leave when the job's done. Mm. Um, which is... Which uh, is what Roger Moore used to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You had any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, you, don't, uh, you don't have to do it. That so. weird kadunk that yeah, lights lots. going off makes for some reason in films. <laughs> All rather mysterious. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> it really is. You're like, okay, you're willing to have zero dignity by the end of this. That's, that's, a, that's a, a tough also, check to cash. Very Theresa May. Yeah. Yeah, very like... The country I love. I'll go on TV and say Brexit is Brexit, means yeah. Brexit. Have you heard about Brexit? <laughs> but what does it mean? Well, that's Brexit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'll leave when the job's done. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> and on the car ride back from that, her, yeah. and, her and Rory... Um, yeah. She gets hacked by a 90s hacker. <laughs> it really isn't. Yeah. I was thinking that there's an element of, is it the net with Sandra Bullock? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It really is like they do little little Anima- animations. They got Terry things. Gilliam in. Yeah. <laughs> to, to do this, like, here's a picture of Judy Dench just going, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, that feels really 90s. Yeah. Um, and it says, think on your sins. Yeah. Um, and just as she's pondering that, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a there's a road block, or there's like a traffic jam on the Vauxhall Bridge. Yeah, near MI6, mm-hmm. and she gets out of the car, being very much like your mum vibes. What the? Yeah. Oh, really? Like, can I speak to the manager? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she gets out, and and she's having she's having a go at a policeman for doing his job. Yeah. And just then, <laughs> her office. Well, we could later find out it's her office, but there's an explosion yeah. in the MI6 building. It's quite extraordinary. Yeah. Um, it looks good. Yeah. Um, and once again, it's our second Dench getting out of a car that we have. <laughs> See, right, yeah. <laughs> this film. Um, and yeah, that police officer, little did we know, saved her life. Yeah. Was the aim that that would have killed M, Or is it just a warning to M? I think it's a warning because I think, if I remember rightly, the traffic jam's caused by some sort of uh, prob- road problem or something that we, I guess Silver's probably set that up as well. I'm right, not sure. yeah, yeah. Um, um, he's very smart. He's all over it. He is. Um, and then we then we see Bond on his holes. Yeah, he's in bed with a lady, drinking a, a little bottle of Heineken, <laughs> as you would. As you would. Yeah. As, he wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and he uh, and then he goes out for another a, a more risky drink, where yeah. he's being um, he's he's trying to have a drink, but there's some CGI on his hands. A lot of the problem in this film, the CGI is nature. <laughs> nature has returned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we've got a little scorpion, and, yes. and later on we get a big. Komodo dragon. Yeah. Is it kimono? No, that's a card. That's a, that's a dressing uh, is it a komodo, komodo, komodo dragon, yeah. yeah, that looks very fake. But yeah, the scorpion's yeah. terrible. It is terrible. And also, but even like, if you take it as read that like it exists, part of me is just like, oh, just take a day off, Bond. Mm. Like, just have a drink like a normal person. What is, what are you trying to prove to any of these people? Also, it's very born, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's the beginning born. of the born supremacy where he's literally wandering around on a beach. Just yeah. like Bond is here, and I just thought this seems a bit too close to what you're trying mm. to do. Is so? Is are we meant to sort of get from that that Bond is addicted to some kind of danger, even when he just wants to have a drink? I think so because he was drinking Heineken, <laughs> <laughs> which is terrible beer. So. <laughs> really awful. Yeah, he has to suffer no matter what how he goes about. He can't it. have a nice time at all. <laughs> Would you like some ice cream? What flavours have you got? Mm. I've got chocolate, I've got raspberry ripple, and I've got vanilla. I'll have um, vanilla, please. Oh, could you <laughs> put some mud in it? <laughs> Just to make me make it extra unhappy. Yeah, this is our um, bond, by the way. This is the bond we're dealing with now. He's just yeah, fu- yeah. fucking He's, miserable. You see, everything he does has to have a tinge of nastiness to it. Because mm. um, he drinks all night. You think into the morning, mm. um, and then he. I mean, I don't know about you. Whenever you've been on holiday, one thing you can guarantee is that the beachside shack has. The best access to Wolf Blitzer on TV. Definitely. Like, that is an uninterrupted feed they've got there. There is no distortion. Um, it's flawless signal. The first, um, And you can watch the news. The first of two Wolf Blitzer spy film appearances. Uh, the second being uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, was it Rogue Nation? Uh, I think it was. Or, or is it Fallout? Uh, I can't remember. It's the one where yeah. they... It turns out that it's Tom Cruise pretending to be him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do love that. I do love that, and I love, I love uh, the Wolf Blitz. Two Wolf Blitzer cameos, and, mm. and they're both in good films. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, and Wolf Blitzer says that that basically tells Bond that Emma's nearly died. Yeah. Um, and he should get his ass home. Yes. He doesn't. And say he does. That. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, as you say, we got another shot of her getting out of a car. <laughs> yeah, third one. Take a shot, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone home to a house, and um, yes. As she's walking around in the dark, switching the lights on, there's a figure in the background who says, 007 reporting for duty. 
Yeah. He says it really oddly. It's one of my... There's some weird line reads in this. We've got some more line reads coming up that I can't Mm. wait to to discuss. Um, But yeah, he's got his little hobo beard. I like his hobo beard. Yeah, me too. I think I, it like roughens him up a bit. When he shaves it off later, I think mm, I liked you better with the hobo beard. It looked yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. Oh, there's you look like Ron- Ian Beale. <laughs> All he needs is the beanie hat <laughs> and the fingerless gloves, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you have to wear as soon as you get homeless. You have to go. You're given them by police. Yeah, exactly. To identify you. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, M has a lovely house. Mm. Really not. Empty now. She's a widow now, isn't she? She alludes to it later. Yeah, of course. So is she married in other Bond films? Does she mention her husband? Yes. In Casino Royale, again, she's woken up in the middle of the night to be told that Bond's using her access to do something. Right. And there's a fella in bed next to her. I assume it's her husband. It could be the milkman. I don't know. Attractive lady. Yeah. Is she? And... uh... Imagine like imagine going home with M, and she takes you back to that place in like Whitehall, that enormous mansion. Be intimidating. It would be, especially if Bond was standing in the living room saying, <laughs> 007 reporting for duty." <laughs> like, I'll just, I'll just go home. Yeah, yes. I I'm not. I'm not. Lovely evening. You're very nice. But I'm just not into this kind of thing. No, 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 <laughs> no, it's not that. He's an agent of mine. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then she, then the guy leaves, and she's like, "Thanks, thanks, Bond." <laughs> Fucking hell! I've been a widow for a year. <laughs> I could go. Yeah, probably best you do, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a better, better film already. Yeah. Uh, but she, yeah, she says that, um, yeah, you were dead. Um, we sold all your stuff. Yeah, fair enough. He was dead. Yeah. Um, he could have given them a hint, but no, everything he owns is gone, which must be, which must be, that must be an admin nightmare. It must be. Apart from one thing we find out later he's still got. Oh, yeah, we'll come to that later. His charm. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he can't take that away from them. Exactly. Um, yeah, so he he basically is upset with her for getting him shot. Yes. As you would be. Absolutely fair enough. He Because uh, she says take the shot, and so and he's, he's got access to that earpiece as well, right? So he knows that she, yeah. she did it. Yeah, it was a hot mic, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, and then he called her a bigoted woman. That's right. Sorry, <laughs> bigoted woman. Yeah. And, and he had to listen to her urinate later as well. <laughs> like naked gun. La, yeah. la, la, la. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, boy. Um, so then uh, the next day, um, uh, hang on a sec, what is this? Oh, yeah. Oh. I, 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 before he leaves, she says to him, you know the rules. You've been playing it long enough. And I thought... It's only his third film. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of that. Like we, and we know for a fact in the first one, he wasn't even a double O at that point. Yeah, this, this is my big problem with this film. This film works because it's the 23rd Bond film, right? Mm. 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. This film works if he's been Bond for 23 films. Yes. Because he's saying, I'm an old war horse. I need to go out to pasture. Yeah. I'm past it. However, they've rebooted it and he's only been in service for about three years. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically just one of those guys that comes to work in your office and then goes, actually, I'm, I, I think I might go back to uni. Because yeah. <laughs> there's, there's just not enough of a legacy there. But... Yeah, he's already like, oh, I'm too old for this. And you're yeah. like, really? Because we're sort of just getting into it. And you just got here. Yeah. Um, so unless they're trying to sort of quietly bury the fact they've rebooted it. Maybe. Which maybe the car alludes to a bit later. But, of course. Well, but there's more to discuss there. Yeah. Um, sorry, outside of the recording, it's just a bit cool. I'm not meant to be doing anything, right? You're 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 recording it all. Oh yeah. Oh good. Sorry, I suddenly panicked. I was like, hang on, is there? Do I have to press like record or something? Have I oh no. Again? no, 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 okay. no. I've got good, it. Good, good, good. I've got it. Excellent. Um, 
Yes. So the next day, he meets up with Mallory. And Mallory takes him to New Digs. Yeah. Uh, and this is one of those occasions where in films, where in American films, what they do is they say, "We found this underground bunker that Abraham Lincoln built to <laughs> travel the nighttime with his slaves he was freeing." Then in, yeah. in England, they have to say, "We've we're using the underground network that Churchill had in World War Two." Yeah, although he then says we're still discovering t- uh, tunnels that date back to, like, the 1850s or something. And Jack the Ripper's down them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure whether these are Churchill's bunkers or just, just bunkers. It's it's never really clear. I think they're bunkers. I think I think Abraham Lincoln built them to transport yes. slaves during the... It's the Underground Railroad. The Underground Railroad. <laughs> yeah. And they look good. Like, so, um, obviously, Who fans will also know where they're going as the Black Archive. Mm-hmm. Um, because they go underneath the um, go underneath the Tower of London. Yes. Um, so that's all very exciting. I like to think that, but they were like next to each other, basically. Um, and it, I, th- I love it all that kind of that exposed brickwork. Yeah. No, it looks great. Looks really good. And uh, it's a real place, apparently. Really. I don't know about the interior, but you can go on Google Maps and you can see where that stuff goes. Oh, nice. You're not allowed in there, I don't think. Well, no. I wonder about like I've done Edinburgh shows in caves. And they're very damp, and it's bad for your lungs. Mm. So, like, mm. I would be—I'd be that annoying employee at MI6 who's like, "Actually, I can I just work from home because this is gonna do absolutely havoc with my lungs on this." Yeah. But hopefully, you know. But also, I don't know how they got all the wiring and all the Wi-Fi and stuff. That would—it just seems like, a, a, yeah, that sounds like an administrative nightmare right there. No, that's right. Um, mm. But then he's taken through his paces, basically, and uh, Mallory decides to debrief him as he's going through his physical, which I think is a funny little couple of scenes. It's good. I, I do like it. He um, Also, you have to assume that he only gives him a tiny piece of information per exercise. Per exercise, yeah. Which is which looks great in a montage, but <laughs> must be baffling watching it in real time. It makes no sense in terms of a real-life event. Yeah. <laughs> so, sort of since it. you've been gone... Anyway, yeah. I'll be back when you're on the bike. <laughs> on the bike. Things yeah. have changed around here. <laughs> what time are you doing the shooting practice? <laughs> Could you just give me a sentence? <laughs> I, I love these uh, these scenes. Like it, there's him, Men in Black, as well. Yeah. Sort of him going through his paces and getting back to it. He does his big boy big boy pull ups, mm-hmm. which is very impre- I'm very impressed by that. Yeah, he does um, some running quite fastidiously with this little mouthpiece on. Looks, yeah. looks, looks like a nightmare. Yeah, it doesn't look very comfortable, does it? And then he does his shooting practice and he's really bad at it all of a sudden. It's quite nice to see a bit of vulnerability with Bond. Yeah, it's kind of a... a, uh, What's the word? It's kind of an analogy for perhaps him losing some of his mojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other ways. (laughs) Um, And then he goes... Then another iconic scene is when he he meets up with the shrink, who is a proper like central casting shrink. He's brilliant. He's in so many... He was in Rome. He was in... He's been in loads of stuff. I like him. Mm, I love it. I, I reckon when, because he, he looks, he's sort of got a Freudy look. Mm. And I reckon when he first came in, he was doing the voice. And yeah. they're like, I think that is too much. Yeah. Like, just be English. It, that, 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 you know, you can oversell these kind of things. <laughs> but it's a nice little scene with the, um, you know, the word association, isn't it? Yes. I'd say the first time in my life I've ever heard the phrase provocatrix. Yeah. Didn't he know says, that was a word. He says agent, and he goes provocateur. Mm. And again, Daniel Craig's weird read, line readings. <laughs> um, prov- yeah, and he calls Emma bitch. Yeah, don't like that. No, not very nice. It's almost. I think he knows that she's watching him as well. So exactly. That's even worse. Yeah, and then <laughs> when he says Skyfall, mm. he should say, "Quite a good song by Adele." 
But wouldn't it be great if you'd gone Skyfall and then you'd gone what you're watching right now and then both him and the, the uh, doctor wink at the camera? <laughs> That'd be really nice. I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> but then you could double, you could um, switcheroo it and just have that the... the uh, they're actually winking at uh, M and Mallory through the glass. That would be great. Yeah, like yeah. zoom out. That would mm. be really fun. Mm. Well, there you go. They missed that. Yeah, because they did a fourth wall break, but it turns out it wasn't a fourth wall break. After yes, all, so it was all fine. Um, that would have been lovely. But basically, and then we yeah, he's sort of getting his results back, right? His results day for Bond. Yes, he goes to see M, and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and she says, you know, you passed all your tests. Good uh-huh. luck. Uh, <laughs> go out and uh, do some agenting. Yeah. And then he's introduced to Mallory, and Mallory just comes into him and says, you know, there's no shame to admit that you're past it. Mm. Why don't you just quit? I love Mallory. Mallory has one of those lines that just, uh, I, d- I don't know, you, it's so quintessentially sort of British and Bond, where he goes, the PM does prattle on in a crisis. Mm. And you're like, oh, oh, God, okay, we get it. You know the Prime Minister. Yeah. Sort of a humble brag that he's doing there. Who was the Prime Minister in 2015? It was Cameron, wasn't it? Yes. So he is correct. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the Prime Minister is sort of, I mean, it, it just it, it's a bit like when American films talk about the president. It doesn't quite work now, does it? Because you just imagine, um, but like now you just imagine Boris Johnson sort of verbal diarrhoeing himself and, and not really being able to keep a thought together. It's the difference between English and, Brit- uh, and American politics is that the, uh, or British, I should say, mm. is that the, uh, when, when, we, when we hear about the Prime Minister in our films, it's, as you say, they're prattling on or um, mm. the Prime Minister's going to have kittens when he hears about this. <laughs> and in America, it's always, they have them on speakerphone and the American president will always say something like, God help us. <laughs> God save. I was watching Batman versus Superman the other day. Oh, yeah. And they're on the phone to the president and you just get a close-up of the phone and they're like, Mr. President, we can fire a nuclear we- weapon mm-hmm. at the, the baddie. Yeah. And he's, they, 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 you know, we just want your authorization. That goes quiet. And he just goes, God save us all. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, I mean, Batman versus Superman, I think, is one of the... If this is influenced by Nolan as well, like mm-hmm. I think that these all came from that Nolan school of like making things a bit more uh, grey. Uh-huh. Um, then that be it. So this is uh, taking Nolan and to Bond, making it I think really, look really good. And then yeah. Batman versus Superman is sort of uh, getting it all wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What a weird film! It's a terrible weird film. Um, <laughs> anyway, so mm. Bond then uh, goes to the National Gallery. Yes, and we're introduced to the new Q. It's exciting. What I, do you think of it? A- What's that, sorry? What do you think of Paddington Q? <laughs> um, I like him. Mm. I think he, um, obviously, because what they've done is they've identified that nowadays you don't have gadgets, you have, like, tech. Yeah. And all your tech people are young. Yeah. It's we- It would be weird if Desmond Llewellyn was, like, creating an app. Yeah. So I think I think that's a smart move. Do you like him? Yes, I do. I like him as an actor, and I. Mm. but I think that it's too overwritten in terms of him saying things like, uh, I could done this by the time I finished like, my first cup of Earl Grey. Yes, you're I like, think okay. you don't need that detail. It makes me hate him. I know what you mean. And then later on, when we get to it, he totally fucks everything up. Yes. So he's no yeah, he, good. He stumbles either. into an obvious trap. Yeah. Um, and then we get one of my probably my favourite line reading of Craig in this, which is, um, "It's difficult to tell in your pajamas." Yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> really right. weird, really sinister. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and he, what does he gets given? He gets given a, a gun that only he can fire. Yeah, a signature gun, which they used in License to Kill. So I don't know if that's a nod or whatever. Um, right. And a little tiny radio communicator. And then yes. Q says, were you expecting a... He says, were you expecting an exploding pen? We don't really go in for those anymore. I thought, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're really fun. There's about three instances in this film where it would have been really handy to have an exploding <laughs> pen rather than a radio transmitter. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's all very like, we're so much better than that now. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. It's fun though, isn't it? Also, they should have a tribute to Llewellyn by giving Wilshaw these prosthetic wobbly hands. <laughs> covered in calluses and claws and all sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About who's meant to be like su- such a brilliant engineer of all these like delicate, intricate things, yeah. and uh, probably you know tying his laces would have been tricky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the ultimate like Elephant Man style t- torture. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the Elephant Man had perfect genitals. Yeah. <laughs> so cruel. Uh, so cruel. Um, I love the fact as well. Of course, they meet in the National Gallery. Mm. Like they'd never, you know, they'd never just meet in like an M and S cafe. Oh no! <laughs> like they both stare at the same um, like bread roll. It's like <laughs> I feel like that bread roll sometimes. <laughs> Stale. Stale and unused. Mm. Full of meat. Yeah, um, <laughs> but instead they have to meet somewhere really classy. Yeah, of course. You have to go in a public place. Yeah. <laughs> Better if it was like Toys R Us. <laughs> I'm staring at an old Tracy Island, being yeah. like, I feel like that Tracy Island. <laughs> Anthea Turner built me better. Unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> and now quite cheap on eBay. Yeah, yeah. As we Should discovered. have gone for more current, current reference. I, don't, I feel like that Bratz doll. Bratz. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then Bond goes to Shanghai. He does. And this is where Deakins really kicks in. Oh, my God. It looks amazing. Mm. So he's swimming. I love the neon of the swimming. Yeah. He looks great um, also, with his hobo beard. He should have kept it. He should have done. Yeah. It is really sad. Like, what, what you also get to see at this point is after he's been swimming, Daniel Craig is an absolute machine of a man, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just all senior. Like, he's, there's no fat on him. It's all just, like, muscle, and, and it's so impressive. Yeah. Um, and that was all just from one lap, one lap of swimming. Yeah. So, uh, so there's, there's hope for all of us. But he's also can... he's also got that scar, hasn't he, uh, from the oh, yeah. bullet? He, I think he digs the bullet out while he's training. We meant to say, but I forgot. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It's made of some sort of metal that they're, they've been able to trace to this guy. Um, so that's how they know to go to Shanghai, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you see Bond in a jumper. Yeah. I don't. You don't often see Bond in a jumper. Like certainly the Craig Bond, you don't see in a jumper often, do you? No, and, and also Craig rocking the hobo beard, as we mentioned. We like it. Mm. But he's yeah. also, there's that great scene where he looks fantastic, where he's at the airport in a, mm. tr- in a chauffeur's hat and, yeah. and Ray-Bans <laughs> and a roll neck, and he looks fantastic. He looks really good. I thought, just... I thought he was there to pick up the, the baddie. I think he was there to tail him, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah. but I was like, it's quite brave if he's just going to like, because he knows what he looks like, but is he going to keep the Ray-Bans on and just hope that he can chauffeur this guy to wherever he needs to go and he won't notice? Yeah. He'd be like Argyle in Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sadly, he just follows it. But then that does lead to one of my... Fa- it's only a small thing, but mm. I love this stunt so much, which is the um, that when he hops on the bottom of the lift. Yes. Oh, that's so good. So simple, but so effectively exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's like... Obviously, I'm guessing that's a stuntman, but it's just mm. those elegant little touches where you're like, oh, okay, I get how Bond... He's come in, he's identified what he can do, 
and then he jumps on the back of the uh, of the back of the lift. But then you do get the dodgy bit where Daniel Craig is hanging off the bottom of it. You're like, you're you're a foot off the ground if that. Yeah, but the, the, as you say, it's quite elegant the way the stuntman does it because he runs, skips, kind of jumps on top of a tiny little uh, bollard. Yeah, and then gives him the leverage to then jump up and hold onto the lift. It's a great little maneuver. Yeah, I really love it. I love the fact that he can just like as well. He doesn't really factor in his own. Um, uh, his own safety just like I need to get there as soon as possible yeah. I'll think about how later I love it mm. so he follows the baddie up yeah. uh, and the baddie is setting up a, a an assassination station effectively by a window yes he uh, makes a little hole makes a little hole and he's going to shoot the person opposite which he does which is a, a guy sat in front of a painting yes the Mondigliani yeah oh fact fans it's oh. a very famous uh, my uh, my wife deals with stolen art and that's like the most famous piece of stolen art there is. oh okay so it's got yes. some sort of um reverence yes yeah yeah uh, but he blows the man away i'm guessing that man was brian sewell uh, yeah. <laughs> or sister wendy or sister wendy both yeah. dead now of course <laughs> of course she died in shanghai she was only yeah. there to buy opium <laughs> <laughs> um and then my favourite bit, it turns into the um, the closing scene, uh, the closing titles from Bottom. Yes. Yeah, but it's all in silhouette. Mm. And just running around kicking each other in the balls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the, 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 the Blade Runner-esque neon that's going on in the background while, oh, they're, while they're fighting. Ah, oh, so good. That whole scene, like, it's just, it's, it's a, clearly at every stage they're just going, what's the most interesting version of this we can do? Mm. And we've all had the Bond fights a, a sort of a henchman thing, yeah. but they've just gone, let's make it look as beautiful as possible. And it mm. really works. Yeah. And, um, yeah, unfortunately he dies, the, the bad year. Well, yes. Fortunately, because he was a horrible man, but um, Bond tries to stop yeah. him dying because he's learning a bit about that now. And he, um, bounces, he bounces like the guy in uh, Titanic, doesn't he? He bounces yeah, like the propeller. he does. Um, that's all quite... That's very intense. It is. Mm. And no police arrive. I mean, it must be a real mm. mess when they come up, when they do come up for work the next day because that guy shot all the security guards. Yeah. And then his body's um, on the floor all smashed up. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a hole some, in the glass. Some cleaning team. Yeah, they've, they've got their work on their hands. Winston Wolfe. When you stop flogging insurance, you'll have to come around and yeah. sort it out, won't we? <laughs> and that's end of part one of this episode of Smirchpod. We'll be back later in the week with part two. So please stick around. But in the meantime, why not like, subscribe, review, enjoy, share, tell everybody you like. And, you know, why not even buy Thunderbook? Hey, why not? See you next time. <laughs>